Welcome to the Rural Youth Project podcast, brought to you by the Rural Youth Project, an international movement for change by and for young people living in the countryside. Thank you to Interagro for kindly sponsoring this podcast. My name is Jane Craigie. I'm the co-founder of the Rural Youth Project. So I'm at Whiston Lodge, and we've been here um, for a three-day ideas festival, Rural Youth Ideas Festival. And we're just walking through uh, an old house where we've been staying. It's a converted shooting lodge. And I'm with Tressa Cadigan. Yes. (laughs) And she is from the very bottom of Ireland. She'll tell you exactly where. Um, And she comes from a little island. Um, And I'm going to talk to her a little bit about her upbringing and her desire to go back to the island. So, Tracer, tell me about yourself. So, I uh, come from Cape Clear Island, which is the southerly most inhabited island in Ireland. Um, it has a population of about 120, 130, depending on the time of year. Um, it's three square miles, so it's very small. Um, but I loved it. I love it still. A best place to grow up, up by far. You have so much freedom. And it's the biggest like family, so it's so nice. Um, it's a community and you're so supportive. Like I never felt anything other than safe and supportive um, growing up, like because I have loads of family there as well, so it's nice. Um, and what are you doing now? You're not currently living on the island full time, are you? No, I'm currently in university in Cork City, so in UCC, studying international development. So it kind of crosses over with kind of agriculture and rural side comes in from home, um, but kind of focusing on international development issues. And one of the things that we've been talking about this weekend is your desire to go back to the island, and um, it's one of your thoughts about the future. Um, How does that make you feel when I ask you that question now? Um, I get a bit emotional because I do want to go back, but it's quite sad because it is the population is decreasing and the biggest worry for the island is that the school will close down. So once the school closes down, it's just a ripple effect and the, there's no kids and then no families are coming in um, because we already have to leave the island for secondary school. So once you go into first year, um, we all leave. You tend to go out Monday to Friday and come back in for weekends. Um, but no, I really want to go back, but there needs to be more industry and more job opportunities. So it was nice discussing it with other people here this weekend who have similar issues, because there was a good six of us from islands, but they were all from Scotland, and I'm the only one not from an island in Scotland. And it was nice to see other people have the same issues you can kind of relate, because I don't really have that at home. Mm-hmm. So that connection with other people, the same challenges as you, um, but also that, st- that same love of place. Um, and tell me a little bit, uh, paint, a, paint a picture about what it is like to live on an island. So we talked a little bit yesterday about community, about history, about sometimes having too much scrutiny on your life. Just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so there's pros and cons to it. So since I've become an adult, I've become way more involved in the community. So like I work in the pub, so I'd be quite um, interactive with people. Typical island, you have about four jobs, four or five jobs during the summer. Um, I've gotten involved in the co-op there. So I've been kind of open to the politics and the, um, you said like the scrutiny of uh, people knowing your business all the time, which you don't really realise as a child. But once you become an adult and like I start travelling out by myself, um, to our family and stuff, it is quite difficult to adjust to, but I'm kind of getting there and it's honestly so positive to see people 
here and to see that people like two, three years older than me are doing the, what I want to do. Um, but no, it is, to paint a picture, it's, um, it's, it's very picturesque. It's amazing. Sea is just everywhere. Like the sea is part of my life all the time. Kayaking, paddleboarding, going in and out on the boat every day or every week. Um, and there's one shop, two pubs, um, the Irish College, the primary school. Um, it's kind of a village feel to it. So it's very small. It has one nurse uh, full time. I have loads of cousins there. Everyone's related. <laughs> so everyone's friends, but it also can bring challenges. But um, I do love it. And we have, it's all about outdoors and community feel. And one of the things that Amy Dunnocky, who's from Jura, who spoke at the event a couple of days ago, said um, was um, about her commitment to, to island life. What does that word commitment to the island mean to you? Um, commitment. Um, I. It's kind of almost like a family feeling because my family has gone back generations. My dad's side of the family have always lived on Cape, so on Cape Clear. So, it's almost like a, a desire to go back to do what what they've been doing because we have a house on the family land. So, it um brings the kind of full circle around because we are encouraging and like when you are encouraged to leave the island to travel which is what I want to do I don't want to move straight back so once I travel and stuff to go back but commitment yeah it's to almost like keep the island life going um for not just me but for the island and the community yeah yeah that makes sense and um so thinking to the future you've we've discussed a few funny ideas about how the island could become your home and give you more that you're going to need in the future to to base yourself there um, um and um one of the ideas centered around a rather funny story that you told us on the first night so tell us about your story and and how a super fast ferry has helped you with with one of your challenges <laughs> So one of my challenges growing up, which was just started with a joke, was that I'd see my cousins on the mainland and just friends on the mainland having takeaway, and I could never get takeaway because it's an island and it's too far. So, um, because the ferry takes 15 minutes, so by the time the takeaway is delivered to the pier, gets into me, it'll be cold. So when the new fast ferry came this year, it cut it down to 25 minutes, and we were able to get the takeaway delivered down to the pier. Um, and brought over on the boat and it's still warm so it's revolutionary to all the young people <laughs> I just love that so we've dined out that on on that story excuse the pun all weekend um, but as part of the the rural youth ideas festival we had a design thinking workshop and we started to play around with this rather silly flippant idea and and this funny story that you told um, and and tell us what what came out of that that's a little bit more serious and potentially has some mileage um, for you to develop as an idea? So one of the ideas we came up with in the design um, workshop was to do um, kind of a a street food um, either pop-up to start with or to actually implement a street food so to kind of bring the takeaway to Cape and not leave Cape for the takeaway Um, because it would attract and it's quite unusual because it could be the most southerly takeaway in Ireland which would be kind of (laughs) cool for us to have that title Um, but it could actually turn into an idea if you could even start it with them say the food festival in West Cork Um, if you could incorporate into that initially and then bring it into like a permanent tourist attraction and to have uh, different street food vendors or um, 
even local people making like local Irish dishes or our local dishes in our area. Um, but I'd really like to look into it to see if anything could come for it or what we could bring. Because it would once you bring in tourists, it brings jobs and then it brings families. And again, a lovely ripple effect. <laughs> exactly. And we also made another connection. So one of the things that we're trying to do with the Rural Youth Project is to make seemingly random connections connect. And one of the ones that we found is a, a really close connection which could benefit you developing that idea is we have been, we've, we've got to know a lady called Adrienne Harrington who's chief exec of the Ludgate Hub which is um, based in Skibbereen. So tell us a little bit about where that is in relation to where you are and what we've been talking about um, in relation to this takeaway on the island idea. Um, so the Ludgate is based in Skibbereen, which is our local town or our closest town. So that's where we get all of our um, deliveries of food. That's where our groceries come from every week because they get delivered down to the boat for us um, from fields in Skibbereen. And then also Drina Co-op, which is our local co-op for all the farmers. That's where they get like feed, fertiliser, all that equipment gets sent in. Um, but the Ludgate is an amazing kind of innovation centre for small businesses to start off with um, in the centre of Skibbereen. Um, and... It would be amazing to talk to Adrian and see, does she have any connections or is she involved with the Taste of West Cork Festival to see if she could bring in any ideas or um, like if would she know any street food vendors that would be interested in it because it's quite a unique idea. Um, but it'd be really interesting because, again, you have to network and get them all in um, because the more people that are involved, the more it grows. Um, but uh, that's, yeah, it'd be really interesting to talk to her and see. Whether she can help. Oh, whether she can help and if she has any more input to the idea. I can see us having the next uh, Rural Youth Ideas Festival on on, <laughs> on your island. <laughs> Always more than welcome. <laughs> and I'm just going to end on that. So I'm going to ask you, you've had th- nearly three days here in Scotland. You, you knew nothing about the Rural Youth Project nor the Ideas Festivals that we've been running. Um, yet you and your friend Sarah came um, and you've spent three days here with people you didn't know. Can you tell us what the last three days have been like and what you've got out of it? They've been the most inspirational three days, I think, for um, my love of home and for my draw to go back home. It's increased so much after this weekend, speaking to other young people. Um, I have gotten the networking, the friends and the support team to know that people like you are here that if we want to bring an idea home and to create it or to recreate ones that are going on in Scotland because that was one of my main reasons to come was to see the support systems because we don't have kind of a rural youth um, idea or group in West Cork or in the Munster region in Ireland so it was to see what you're doing and to see if I could bring them home um, but it's been so inspirational and definitely encouraged me to come up with more ideas to push to go home like and have a career at home even if I could work from home um it's because it's really important to me that I do want to move home eventually and um, so I have been I it's been eye-opening and I would encourage anyone to come here if you're anywhere related or interested in rural um issues that are affecting you in your area so we're going to be having another ideas festival next summer are you going to be coming 100% without a doubt I'm coming back <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. You're you're a joy to be around. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much.